the longest-running off-road and action motorsports radio show on the planet is coming to you live with the biggest guest in motorsports. Here is the only man on the planet who can pack this much dirt slinging and tire slaying into two hours a week. Sit back, strap in, and be prepared to get your ears blown. Here is Jim Beaver and the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Welcome to the General Tire Down and Dirty Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Man, do we have a blockbuster show this week coming out swinging in 2020. We've got 24 hours of Daytona winner, my good friend Colin Braun on the show. And if that wasn't enough, we're going all the way to the Dakar Rally, all the way to Australia. And we've got my good friend, one of the one of the raddest dudes you'll ever meet, and one of the greatest guys to ever sit on a motorcycle, Toby Price on the show, multi-time winner of the Dakar Rally, likes to dabble in a little trophy truck racing. Yeah, he's on the show this week. Two guests that are triple uh, A caliber. I got to tell you, I am pumped. I mean, pumped for this week's show. It's uh, it's going to be rock solid, and this is why you tune into the Down and Dirty Radio Show. So yes, we are coming out swinging today. We've also got a uh, a massive uh, massive set of power rankings, and I got to tell you, this week uh, was a crazy crazy uh, uh, crazy weekend for racing. I mean, we had uh, we had Snowdrift Rally, we had WRC in Monte Carlo, we had X Games, we had Snowcross. We had Best in the Desert Parker 425. We had Supercross. We had uh, the 24 Hours of Daytona. I mean, massive, massive weekend. Like, how do you pick five performances? I don't know. Chris Leone and I, we're going to do our best to try and dissect that. But uh, I got to tell you, this show today does not disappoint. Uh, you are definitely going to be wanna be locked and loaded here for uh, two hours of uh, all things action motorsports. Um, because uh, this is this is the type of show that I absolutely love doing. If you haven't already, go and give me a follow. It's at JimBeaver15 on social media. Reason why you want to do that? Yeah, because uh, I like to live tweet during the shows. Uh, I like to hear what uh, you guys are thinking and uh, take questions and stuff like that. So get in on it. Go over there to Twitter. Hit me up or Instagram at JimBeaver15, and let me know what's on your mind as you listen to the show. All right, we are going to take a short break, and we come back. Um, Diving right into things here on the General Tire Down and Dirty Show, powered by Polaris Razor. You want extreme performance, reliability, and the most fun you can have on four wheels? The Polaris Razor brings it to you, but you don't need to take my word for it. You can take theirs. I'm Tanner Faust, and I choose the Polaris Razor because it's the most fun you can have with a steering wheel. What's up? I'm Ronnie Renner, and I choose Polaris Razor because it's the sickest, most reliable side-by-side on the planet. What's up, everybody? Heavy D from Diesel Brothers. Listen, I'm on Team Razor because it's hands down the best piece of machinery on the planet. I'm RJ Anderson, and I choose Polaris Razor because it's the most fun, most capable machine. Action sports stars, TV personalities, and some of the best race car drivers in the world all choose Polaris Razor because it's the ultimate combination of power, suspension, agility, and fun. Find out more information on the web at PolarisRazor.com or follow at Polaris Razor on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and use the hashtag RazorLife to share your story. Ford WP is more than a store. We're truck and Jeep experts and have been for over 50 years. 
From wheel and tire upgrades to full custom builds, 4WP has you covered. Whether you want to order the best parts online or shop in-store, do the work yourself or get it done by a pro, all roads lead to 4WP. Do your rig right. Shop online or find your store at 4WP.com. For 100 years, General Tire has provided tires for your lifestyle, your adventure, your anywhere. Born from competition, the Grabber Tire offers the durability and off-road traction you demand in a tire. We put these tires to the test in the harshest off-road racing conditions to give you a tire that will make your anywhere possible. So let us take you on your next big adventure. Tweet us photos at General Tire, hashtag anywhere is possible. Because with General Tire, anywhere is possible. When looking for a new wheel for your off-road vehicle, car, truck, or UTV, the choice is easy. You choose what the pros use. Rob McCachron, Keegan Kincaid, and myself, Jim Beaver, all exclusively use Vision Wheel, whether we're dominating Baja, taking the cup at Cranon, or shredding UTVs. Vision Wheel's trend-setting designs and durability will set you apart from the competition and your friends. Check out visionwheel.com or at visionwheel on social media to learn more. Super ATV is the industry leader in aftermarket UTV and ATV parts and accessories. Super ATV products are designed, engineered, tested, and manufactured right here by Super ATV. Whether you're looking to upgrade your suspension, get stronger axles, or you're looking for a new winch to get you out of a tough spot, Super ATV has what you're looking for. And since we know you're in a hurry, we offer fast, free shipping to the lower 48 states on all orders. Visit SuperATV.com now and get your UTV or ATV dialed in. Like what you hear? Catch all the back episodes of the Down and Dirty Radio Show on Apple Podcast, and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Welcome back to the Gentle Tire Down and Dirty Show, powered by Polaris Razor. I'd like to welcome my partner in crime, Miss Tiffany Stone. Yes, we are coming out swinging. We got T Stone on in the opening segment today. Uh, slam pack show with uh, Toby Price as well as uh, my good friend Colin Braun, 24 hours of Daytona winner. But uh, T-Stone, you and I, it's all about hammer time. That means hammer town. That means king of the hammers. Uh, I know we're both heading out there pretty much as we speak. we got a show we're doing with Polaris Razor on Saturday. Looks like we already got the Matlocks and Miss Sarah Price lined up for that. And I think maybe Bryce Menzies and Mitch Guthrie will swing by. So, uh You've got a, I guess you've got a lot going. We got a lot going with Vision Wheel. I think it's it's just going to be a massive, massive week. And uh, I don't know. It's uh, we're we're just getting things started. Pretty much, uh, you know. I've been driving from Michigan all the way out. I should be in Johnson Valley later on this evening. Uh, just really excited to be there. This is my third year out, but my second year bringing Lucifer the Jeep, you know, with me. So I'm really excited. Um, as many of you guys know, I just did Trail of Sema, so we were out in Johnson Valley with literally nobody. So it was crazy. And now when I go back, there's going to be 50,000-plus enthusiasts, fans, drivers, racers. This is our burning man for off-road racers. Yeah, it is definitely the burning man for off-road. It's uh, it, it's actually uh, – the whole event just blows my mind. You know, it's – I can't even per- – you know, we get 50,000, 60,000 people at Cranon, right? But – you know, it's like there. It's actually a racetrack. It's a venue like this to see it. Literally, a city spring up out of nowhere. Like I don't even know how to compare it to anything. I guess other than Burning Man, you know. And I've never been to Burning Man, but uh, it's just it's actually remarkable. Like you said, to go out there, 
and not see anything. And then all of a sudden, a couple weeks later, there's an entire city. And then two weeks later, it's completely gone and desolate. Well, and not only is it a complete city, but you have all these other things. There's Wi-Fi, there's water, there's trucks coming through. There's just everything. And like, like you said, it's so crazy to be able to see something. Because even at Crandon or any of like, you know, Indianapolis 500 or any of the big, you know, venues that hold so many enthusiasts and fans, we all go home. We either go to a hotel, we go back to our house, we go to an Airbnb. No, everybody is camping in an RV. And sometimes if they're really crazy, Jim, I've seen some tents out on the lake bed, but like they're camping out there and it's just crazy to be able to see, you know, all of this come together. And then next week, you know, in about two weeks from now, there's nothing there. Even like all the workers are gone, Hammertown's gone. It's, it's, it's just really remarkable to see a, a town being built in so quick of a time. Yeah. It makes you wonder how long till Boone Road gets paved. You know what I mean? Like legitimately, like you wonder, because sometimes it's like, I mean, I've heard people waiting an hour to get out on that road or in or out or something like that. I'm like, wonder, wonder if some point they're actually just going to pave that thing. No, exactly. And like I was telling some of the, uh, some of my friends, like Holly, she owns Mischief Maker. And when we went out there, she's like, I've never really been out here. I was like, Holly, this Boone Road is going to be the nicest and the like, most smooth that you'll ever have because as soon as KOH comes, it's just rutted up, washboard up. And I'm like, and if you have a Jeep or an off-road vehicle that's not pulling a trailer, take the whoop section on the outside because that is going to be the quickest that you can be able to get in and out of there. But you're right. I've heard people wait an hour, hour and a half, especially leaving too. Like if they leave Saturday morning after the race, you might as well have coffee, have breakfast, maybe even have lunch and then head out. That's like you talk to all the veterans and they, uh, they pull out Sunday. They just let Saturday. Saturday is like the barbecue and good times day, and everybody kind of has fun. And uh, they just pull out Sunday because it's not even worth the headache, you know? No, exactly. And I'm smart this year because last year it was freezing. My propane, because of the wind, and I think I brought the snow with me from Michigan, but the wind blew my propane out three times. So I was like, never again. I got a house. Uh, it's pretty close there. But what I just realized, Jim, is when I Google Earth it, I can leave my house and take the back way through hammers. So I don't even have to deal with that. Nice. That is actually good to know. I need to do that to my house. Cause I've got one in Landers and I think there's some trails, you know what I mean? That I can run right out of the house all the way to Hammertown. So hopefully fingers crossed, we can avoid Boone road. Yes, exactly. And, and you and I were talking about that, both having houses. So I'm excited because then we can kind of go back to gym, have a nice running shower. If it's cold, I have heat. If it's hot, I have air conditioning. You know, we can have a bonfire. Oh, and guess what? We'll have Wi-Fi with service. <laughs> yeah, definitely should be a good time. So before we get to that, though, T-Stone, I know we're talking about hammers, what we're going to be doing out there, but uh, you were just up at Snowdrift Rally. Like, talk about complete opposite wor- worlds. You were at a rally in the snow and ice, and then you're going to King of the Hammers in the rocks and just rugged terrain of California. But uh, uh, how was uh, how was Snowdrift? It's been uh, been two or three years since I've been up there. I, I, it's kind of a fun fun event. I know. Didn't they uh, didn't they quit Bonfire Alley though? They don't allow that anymore. No, Bonfire Alley this year was insane. Oh. Um, they got rid of the super special stage because of some some things that were happening. So there was no more super special stage, but Bonfire Alley, I've never been up there. I'm, I'm from Michigan, so it was only about four-hour drive for me, but I've never been there. But I'm not kidding you. When I had a chance to talk to all the drivers, like Peter Fatella, Barry McKenna, even Martin Brady, who's an amazing co-driver, we were just talking, and they're like, Tiffany, 
you literally can feel the heat yeah. when you're driving down. And some of the people who, you know, this was their second year racing, they're like, last year, I had no idea what to expect. And they're like, literally, when you're driving down this stage, people are throwing gas on top of the fire. And they're like, you can actually feel the heat inside of the vehicles. It was just, it's really cool to think about. Yeah, and that's one of those, if you guys are listeners and you're not familiar, we're talking Snowdrift Rally, part of the ARA calendar, happens up there. Uh, I don't want to say northern Michigan because that would be the UP. I would say the northern part of the southern peninsula, I guess uh, the lower Michigan. But the anyway, Yeah, um, but it's it's insane. Go to YouTube and put, pull up videos of Bonfire Alley. Literally, it's a straight, this stage, and like people line it with bonfires. And, uh, you know, this race sometimes run in sub-zero temps and things like that, but it's actually one of the craziest things you'll ever see in motorsport. Like, legitimately, it's wild. Um, I don't know how to pr- put it into perspective. No, and, and that's exactly right. Um, so last year, it was negative 30. And Michigan's so unpredictable, trust me. I, it could be 60 degrees one day and then negative 20 the next day and then 70 the following. But it was plus 30. It was like 35, 36 degrees. But then at night, it gets about 31, 32. And there was rain and slush. And just it was really the terrain and, and you know, the gravel was just really, really crazy. Because usually when you have a lot of snow, there's more traction to it. But when you don't have any traction and you're just kind of sliding, it, it was crazy. Um, not too many things happened. Um, thankfully, everybody made it back safely after all 17 stages. But it's just crazy to think about, like you say, Bonfire Alley, the snow, and sub-zero temps. And people are just hanging out there with their cowbells, you know, listening to Wastegate. Yeah, that was crazy. You you had mentioned they canceled the super special. I know I've been to, I used to have a rad super special at this gravel pit and people line the walls of this gravel pit. And uh, literally it's like negative 20 outside one year. I'm looking and there's got to be, I mean, thousands and thousands of people there that all paid like 10 bucks a carlo to get in. And uh, I'm looking and I'm like, man, these are some hardcore race fans here. Like, literally, they're just like hooting and hollering and drinking outside and like in their lawn chairs. And I'm like, no, don't tell these people it's negative 20 outside because like you would have never known, you know? Well, and they really don't care. And after a while, like I dressed, you know, for the weather because I had to be out there to do some stage and interviews and stuff. But I had my long johns, I had pants, wool socks, my boots, this whole snowsuit. So as long as you're dressed and prepared for it, then, you know, it's a good time. So definitely be prepared. But this year, it was a little bit busier this year because, like I said, the weather was just so much better. Yeah, no, it's it's been actually an interesting uh, interesting year in the Midwest. But uh, and you know, I I don't know. You call, here's a question for somebody born and bred in Detroit. Do you consider Michigan the Midwest? Yes and no. Yes to like our values, different things like that. But to me, like to me, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Minnesota are kind of in their own realm because. They're very much alike in, in what you do and the weather that's there and just the different things. So I guess I'm still the Midwest. I don't know. I spend a lot of time out here on the West Coast, too. So it's, it's I don't know. Do you think it's the Midwest? I don't know. It's it's hard to say. I don't know. The, the whole Midwest thing kind of bothers me anyways because I'm like, it's not even the freaking West. Michigan's damn near the East Coast. Why are we considering anything? Why why is anything West considered in Michigan? Like I don't know. Like to me, I, I would call it Central United States. Like, you know, I, I don't know. Just kind of kind of weird how, how that you know how that all came to be. I don't know. But 
I don't know. I think Midwest, yeah, like kind of Iowa, Nebraska. I don't know. Oklahoma. Yeah. yeah. Like we're we're bordering Canada. How can we be in the mid? Like we're not in the mid of the country when we're bordering another country. It's just funny to me. Yeah, I don't know. Weird. So, <laughs> yeah, no, but uh, I guess we got to wrap up this segment because you and I are uh, both headed out to Hammers. I know I'm headed out this afternoon. I think you are as well. So, uh, I don't know, T-Stone, I think we need to wrap up this segment so uh, we can get ourselves out to Hammertown and uh, have a good time. I will definitely see you on the lake bed then. All right. Well, uh, yeah, T-Stone and I are headed out to uh, Hammertown. Thanks, uh Thanks for calling in, T-Stone, and uh, we are going to take a short break. We come back. It is Toby Price on the line here on the General Tire Down and Dirty Show, powered by, you guessed it, Polaris Razor. I'm going to tell you how you can get real health care for as little as $6 a day. Yes, now you can get affordable health care for you and your family immediately and save as much as 50% off your current monthly health care payments. Our plans are perfect for people that are self-employed, can't afford health benefits where they work, or just want to pay less for their current health care. And coverage is guaranteed regardless of your medical condition. We even offer some of the new Christian faith-based health benefits. Save up to 50% on your family's health care. Make a free quick call now. There are no contracts and we give you a 10-day money-back trial period. Call Provision Enrollment right now for your risk-free guaranteed health insurance quote starting at $6 a day. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. That's 800-472-5145. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But the secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. 800 Once again, that's 800-932-5517. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Like what you hear? 
Catch all the back episodes of the Down and Dirty Radio Show on Apple Podcast, and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Well, I'd like to welcome uh, one of my guests to the show this week, my uh, good buddy Toby Price, who I just saw here at the uh, Parker 425. Uh, I guess, uh, man, you uh, what did you say? You you had like literally one day in uh, in Australia turn around from Dakar till uh, you headed stateside, man. You got to be uh, you've been uh, been a crazy start to the year for you, buddy. Yeah, for sure, mate. It's um, definitely been a crazy start to the year. Uh, Dakar went so well for us. Uh, we, we just had a rush down there, but um, uh, we got out of there safe, uh, all of our teeth, and um, yeah, like halfway through the event, we got a uh, a phone call to um, see if I wanted to compete uh, in the Parker 425 with Robert Johnson in the Chattanooga whiskey truck. So um, yeah, made a call on that. Uh, basically, once I finished Dakar, I flew home the next day straight after the event, and uh, was at home in Australia for yeah, basically 24 hours, and um, switched my bags over, did some washing, and uh, flew straight here to the states. So it was a, a wild old trip. Um, yeah, we're just kind of catching up a little bit now, but uh, other than that, it's all going really well. Yeah, it, it sometimes do you kind of forget what your uh, what your house looks like in Australia? Because I I've got a feeling you're you're hardly ever there, man. Well, I, I don't even remember. I've got a house in Australia. I, I keep forgetting I've even got one. So it's um. <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a wild time. It definitely keeps you very busy and on the road, but uh, I wouldn't want it any other way. Um, you don't get these uh, chances and opportunities all the time, so I, I try and grab it with both hands, hook in and go full gas and, and have some fun with it. Yeah. Well, you know, we'll talk about the Dakar Rally in a minute because I do want to dive into that and some of the talk, but uh, let's go back here a little ways. Um, I mean, you've kind of, uh, you know, it, it seems like at some point, you know, all the greats on two wheels and I mean, we can go down, go down the list of, uh, you know, off-road racers here in North America. And then, uh, you know, some of the, some of the legends of Dakar, and it seems like they always, at some point in their career transition to four wheels. And you're one of the few that's kind of active on, on both two and four wheels, man. But, uh, uh, you know, how's that kind of been? I know you, you've started picking up some more work. We've seen you in the desert here, you know, stateside and in Baja quite a bit. I know uh, you and uh, you and Nasser had uh, a pretty good run, uh, you know, w- you know, in Jesse Jones' truck there at uh, at the Baja 1000. I mean, how, how's this kind of uh, – I don't want to call it a transition because you're still very much on, on two wheels, man, but how's the kind of the four-wheel thing been going? I mean, you guys are obviously wicked fast. Yeah, look, that's it. It's uh, it's definitely keeping me very busy and on my toes. And uh, yeah, like you say, I'm very active active on both. But um, motorcycles are is what's my my normal job and uh, keeps my bills paid and, uh, and and my lights on at home in Australia. And uh, I've been very lucky enough to land on my two feet uh, with, with some really good solid drives um, here in in the states. And then uh, having my own truck uh, in Australia, I get to do some events back home, the Pink Desert racing stuff. So it's, yeah, like I'm very active in, in both uh, areas. It definitely puts a lot on the plate. And um, but then yeah, like at the end of the day, the the two wheels is main priority. It takes um, rain over everything. So if there's an event uh, that's four wheel um, racing wise, I, I if there's an event on two wheels, I have to do the two wheel side of things, which is which is fair enough. It's um, I don't want to um, yeah, I don't want to retire off two wheels anytime soon. I still. I think I've got another five to eight years in um, in racing on two wheels, but uh, then again, I don't know if a drive came up on four wheels. It was just feeling like at the right time and um, could keep me going forward. Uh, then yeah, basically that, that time then might be to to hang the helmet up on two wheels. But 
Yeah, look, we had a good solid run at the Baja 1000 with NASA. It was kind of cool to have him over here in America and uh, in Mexico um, for the event and for the race and uh, to finish a second there. But that's pretty much really my best finish I've had, uh, I guess, in a trophy truck. And um, other, otherwise, yeah, I've just had some small, minor little parts and issues and things that are breaking. And um, But everyone has those at this stage. And uh, once we kind of work it all out and, and get on top of it, hopefully, yeah, we can start winning some events and uh, look to the future of um, hopefully going four wheels and uh, that might hopefully be a, a job that I can race for four yeah. wheels full time. Well, you know, it, I got to ask you about the Parker 425 because you're, you're kind of humble in what you said. You said some mechanical problems, dude, there's an in-car video of you and you're driving the truck by hand, like literally working the throttle with your hand. Like <laughs> tell me the story behind that because I mean, that takes another level of concentration to be able to do that because you're so used to your foot. I mean, I guess maybe the hand throttle, you know, used to a bike, but it's still like, dude, that's wild. Yeah, that's it for sure. Um, I don't know. There's just something embedded in me that uh, I don't like giving up. I don't like quitting and um, and I don't like letting people down. So it's... uh, yeah, unfortunately, we were running in a good position. We were in third, trying to chase down uh, Harley Lettner in, in second. And um, everything was going really well till the third lap. And uh, we are getting ready to push and uh, actually have a have a really good uh, solid attack and a good go at the third lap. And literally just kind of come out of um, out of the pit lane there and uh, got onto the, the first big main straight. Um, and, yeah, just uh, a mechanical issue with a... Uh, the, the, the fly-by-wire uh, to the throttle. Uh, one of the motors locked up, and it wouldn't, yeah, wouldn't open the butterflies, and actually, yeah, that just wouldn't give you, wouldn't give you any gas. So basically, you're trying to put your foot through the pedal, and um, the, the truck's just sitting there idling. So, yeah, we uh, were sitting there just trying to think, how can we fix it? And we were just, uh, we had no spare little motor to, to switch over for the, the fly-by-wire or anything. And then, um, basically, yeah, like I've seen probably in the previous few years. Uh, some guys had done that, basically just made a mechanical throttle. And um, so we took the shoelace um, out of the boot and uh, wrapped it around the linkage in the throttle, disconnected all the um, the fly-by-wire stuff, so it basically made it free. And, um, yeah, put the, the shoelace string through the dash and, um, yeah, tried that. And basically, yeah, it had, it had a, like a return on the on the, on the the butterflies. And, um, yeah, once we knew it wasn't going to get stuck and jammed on us, then uh, we thought we'll give it a go and go full gas and... Uh, the first, yeah, for sure. The first 10, 10 15 miles are a little bit nerve-wracking because you still have that bit of a feeling that maybe it might lock on and you don't want a, a, like a 900-horsepower trophy truck uh, wedged and wide open, full gas, and trying to pull the thing up. So uh, we are very ready for the, the main power switch and everything to switch stuff off. But, uh, yeah, it kind of works fairly fairly damn well. And um, uh, like you say, I'm, I'm kind of used to being a, a throttle in the right hand, so it was uh, not really too much out of, uh, out of place, but... Um, like I say, yeah, a couple of times when you needed the gas, I was still finding I was trying to put my foot through the floor just to give her a bit of a bit of a hop, and um, yeah, that still wasn't working. You just had to try and remember it was all in the hand. So uh, the last lap was pretty wild, but in saying that, we um, I think I averaged like 65 miles an hour uh, with the foot throttle on the second lap, and I only averaged uh, 63, so I dropped I think it was two miles an hour um, in, in speed. So uh, yeah, that's definitely. Definitely not scared to have a go, mate. And that's uh, I, I love going flat out. And um, Robert Johnson gave us that chance to, in the truck to come and race here. And I just yeah felt like I just didn't want to let the guy down and not finish the race. And <laughs> to still come across the line fifth with the uh, with uh, what we had go wrong, um, being basically down and I think it was like 45 minutes trying to fix all that up. 
yeah, we're quite stoked. We're still passing trucks and everything. Like after we we'd stopped, a few of them had passed us. Uh, 60, 100s and whatnot. So we're, we're making some moves with a with a hand throttle. That was for sure. That's uh, that's insane. I I gotta think though. You know, it's like is some of that maybe come from from Dakar because Dakar, you you're out there in some of the remote most remote places in the entire world, and you're all by yourself. And something mechanical goes wrong on your bike or something like that. I mean, you've got to kind of use your ingenuity to get the thing going again, right? Or you're going to be out there for a while, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. That's right. You're going to be stranded out there for probably any, anywhere from five to nine hours. So it's um, going to be a little bit of a MacGyver and um, try and yeah, come up with some wild and crazy ideas just to get you across the finish line sometimes. And uh, for sure, that's uh, another area that I guess kind of helps me a little bit um, to do some crazy and silly things. But uh, yeah, I, I'd nearly put that one at the top of the list. I, I never thought I'd um, have full control of a of a 900 horsepower trophy truck in the right hand and um, trying to steer a truck for a full lap of 140 miles with one hand and still carrying that type of speed. So I'll, uh, I reckon I'll be putting that one at the top of my list. Um, I guess then also, yeah, with the broken wrist uh, at Dakar last year. But, uh, yeah, it's just, like I say, I just, I just don't like giving up and I don't like stopping. And, um, yeah, you are, I just want to make the finish lines of, uh, of events and, is that we weren't going to race. I guess I was trying to yeah, wanted to try and break the internet doing something wild and crazy. And I think yeah, uh, the response from it has been pretty wild here. I'm still in the states, and um, every shop that I go to or something that they they recognise that I'm over here for the Parker race. They straight to the uh, old hand throttle uh, story, and yeah, I think it's pretty wild and give me uh, give me some knuckles and um, said it was pretty badass. So yeah, look at the end of the day, I, I just love racing, having fun, and enjoying it, and. Uh, yeah, it's just been good times to come over here and race um, some cars and some trucks. So it's been good. Yeah. Well, and I, I, I laugh, and it's funny because, uh, you know, anybody that knows you, and I've got to know you pretty well, and I think most of the off-road community here in the States, I mean, we, we all know you pretty well. I feel like we've adopted you as your own, or our own, you know. You, you're, you're Australian, you raced a car, and, and it's for Australia, but all of us kind of lay, <laughs> lay, lay a claim to Toby Price is you're, you're kind of half American, buddy. Yeah, mate, I'm very, very um, blessed and playing pumped for that. It's, uh, yeah, I get the kind of like the what they call the honorary uh, off-road status. I guess it's uh, being a being American citizen and off-road. And um, yeah, look, uh, it's it's kind of cool. It's it's crazy to see the, the following that I do have here in America, even though I am Australian. But um, yeah, it's cool the support here and, and things like that. But uh, yeah, I, I just think people just love that. There, we uh, we hope we can have a go at everything we can and um, and and keep moving forward and trying to just chase uh, everything that we can can get our hands on to. So it's, uh, no, I'm, I'm very lucky to have that, that, that support here in America and uh, have great people that follow and, um, yeah, keep up to date with what we're up to. So we just have to, uh, yeah, try and keep at it full gas and um, doing wild and crazy things and try and win some events, mate. We'll be, we'll be stoked. And we'll be back with more with Toby Price after this on the Gentle Tire Down and Dirty Show, powered by Polaris Razor. I'm Polaris rider Jim Beaver. I race trophy trucks professionally, host a down and dirty radio show, and also travel the country announcing motorsports events. I've seen it all, and trust me, I've done most of it, so when it comes time to relax on the weekend, nothing is better than taking time with my family in our Razor vehicles. They've got the reliability I need to just pick up and go explore the desert dunes or trail and have the capability to attack even the harshest terrain. If you're looking for some of the most reliable and safest and hands-down most capable off-road machines in the world, look no further than 
Polaris in their award-winning lineup of Razor vehicles. Whether you want your daughter to experience off-road driving for the first time in a Razor 170 like me, take the entire family out in a Razor XP4 1000 on the weekend, or shred the desert and dunes in the all-new Razor XP 1000 Fox Edition, Polaris has you handled. Take my advice and join me and some of the best drivers in the world by driving a Polaris Razor. Check out the full Polaris Razor lineup at Polaris.com or follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Polaris Razor. Anywhere is possible. It's more than just a slogan. Anywhere is possible with General Tire's wide variety of tires for whatever it is that you drive. Whether you're looking for off-road capability balanced with impressive on-road performance or ultra-high performance offering all-season traction designed with a driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has what you need to get where you're going. General Tire, providing anywhere is possible with a down-and-dirty radio show since 2012. Do you race or are you a weekend warrior? Have you checked on the date on your helmet recently? Don't get caught off guard by using an outdated helmet. Impact Racing, the leader in motorsport safety, has new SA 2015 helmets to fit your budget. Whether you're looking for a helmet with a full carbon fiber shell to take you to victory at the Indy 500 or just looking for some helmets for a weekend at Glamis, Impact Racing has a helmet for you. Find out more information at impactraceproducts.com or on Facebook at Impact Safety. When looking for a new wheel for your off-road vehicle, car, truck, or UTV, the choice is easy. You choose what the pros use. Rob McCachron, Keegan Kincaid, and myself, Jim Beaver, all exclusively use Vision Wheel, whether we're dominating Baja, taking the cup at Cranon, or shredding UTVs. Vision Wheel's trend-setting designs and durability will set you apart from the competition and your friends. Check out visionwheel.com or at visionwheel on social media to learn more. Super ATV is the industry leader in aftermarket UTV and ATV parts and accessories. Super ATV products are designed, engineered, tested, and manufactured right here by Super ATV. Whether you're looking to upgrade your suspension, get stronger axles, or you're looking for a new winch to get you out of a tough spot, Super ATV has what you're looking for. And since we know you're in a hurry, we offer fast, free shipping to the lower 48 states on all orders. Visit SuperATV.com now and get your UTV or ATV dialed in. You're listening to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. All killer and no filler. Welcome back to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. We've got Toby Price on the line. And Toby, well, you know, and let's go back and talk. We haven't even really talked about this year's Dakar Rally, but... Um, you know, I think, you know, obviously you're a multi-time winner of the Dakar Rally. You know what it takes to win that event, but, uh, you know, you're with one of the best teams in the world. You go into this event and you guys are expecting to win, but, you know, once again, it is Dakar and it is the hardest event, uh, you know, in the world to win. I mean, you know, going into one of these things, it's, it's, I mean, how, you know, I don't even know if I can put it into perspective. I've never raced it, you know, and I, I've raced in Baja plenty, but, I mean, kind of draw some comparisons. How hard is it not only to to win this event, Toby, but just, just to finish the Dakar rally. Man, that's exactly how you explain it. It's, uh, it's a hard old challenge. And it, uh, just to make the finish line, that, that in itself is a win to anybody, really. So to do that, um, that that's uh, the first thing you're trying to, to knock off the list and, and get sorted and just come home safe. And, um, yeah, to be able to try and win it two times, but, uh, in a way, like, look, you, you've got to work hard for things. You've got to put a lot of time and effort into to, like the writing and, and bits and pieces like that to make it all go go to plan. But then in saying that also, you you really do have to have a lot of luck and a lot of things fall your way and, and go the right direction for you there. And, 
yeah, it's just yeah, trying to piece it all together and just make a good uh, game plan and a strategy of um, of racing. And and sometimes you can have absolutely everything perfect and in the right direction, but basically there could be a guy that's starting back in 25th that gets between a guy that you're battling with in in the lead, and he's not even really in contention to try and win, but. Uh, it can help you or it can hinder you uh, with, with a, your overall results. So if he you, you gets in between the guy that you're battling with, um, that just gives the, the guy uh, more room to try and catch you or, uh, or for you to catch them. So it's uh, a lot of things have just got to fall in the right place and, and right direction for you. And, uh, yeah, to, to say I've got, I've got two trophies at, sitting at home, um, I never thought I'd even have one of the things that just... Uh, the, the the mountain you've got to climb to try and win that race it's just uh it it seems unachievable and um yeah when you do it 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 seems like a dream and it doesn't feel like it actually kind of happened but uh it's yeah it's just like basically riding from the east coast to the west coast and uh and trying to do it all in yeah 10 or 12 days so it's uh it's a, it's a wild old ride and um it's definitely a challenge it uh i don't know for some reason just keeps drawing us back and it's self-inflicted pain and torture really so it's uh but yeah we enjoy it we love it and um yeah we're always trying to line up at that race and uh try and chase that number one place well you know and what i think is interesting about that rally too especially for a guy like you that that does it on a bike i mean you know i i don't want to say it's any easier for guys in four wheels but it's easier i mean i'll, I'll just go out and say it i mean you know they they can at least at some point kind of sit back in their seat on a stretch and, and take a little bit of a deep breath i mean you on a bike i mean it, it's just a split second and your your rally can be over and at least I feel like the car and truck guys, they've got a little bit of a chance to catch their breath and collect their thoughts. I feel like on a bike, that's got to be so intense because you've got to be 100% on and, you know, and, and focused. And, you know, how hard is that over the stretch of two weeks to keep that focus? Because, you know, unlike the car and truck guys where you can, you, they can literally, you know, kind of take a breath. You can't do that, Toby. Yeah, exactly. That's it. It's uh, not taking anything away from the guys that drive the cars like uh, NASA and and uh, Carlos Sainz and all them guys, they they travel at a really high rate of speed too. And it's like, there, there's a lot of concentration in that. But uh, yeah, like you say, it's just, uh, there's there are sections there that they can kind of relax a lot more and just uh, sit there and kind of enjoy the ride and, and still be wide open on the throttle. But like for us, we're trying to, we're there by ourselves. We're trying to navigate. We're trying to ride the bike at speeds of, yeah, 90 to 120 mile an hour. I think that's roughly around the uh, 100 to 160 kilometers um, an hour in, in, in uh, Australian course, basically. But uh, yeah, you, you, we're trying to do everything. And like I say, we, we have to be the mechanic, we have to be the rider, we have to be the navigator, we have to be basically, yeah, fit and fine, tuned, ready for the race. And um, yeah, we don't have any outside assistance or help. So uh, it just, it all adds up and just, uh, yeah, not, to, not to take anything away from them guys that drive the cars, it's just, uh, it's it's definitely a whole different world to to be a motorcycle competitor in that race, and um, we have to do every bit of miles on the seat, and um, yeah, just to try and mentally prepare yourself for something like that. It just it really it really weighs you down. Um, it's a race that's basically designed to try and break man and machine, and um, yeah, if you you come out the other side of it uh, all in one piece and uh, with a trophy in your hand, um, that's that's an ultimate dream. But uh, just to even finish that race in the last place, it's still that's still a win at the end of the day too yeah how was it this year because this was you know you've raced in south america for quite a while now and, and obviously it's different every single year but you've kind of come to know what to expect 
How is going to Saudi Arabia this year? I mean, that was complete shift for everybody. I mean, it was almost even playing field for everybody. You know, how was that shift for 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 not only you but the team and and just everybody in general? Because it's new country, you know, it's new terrain. Everything was new about this year's rally. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. It was a complete different rally for us, and no one knew what to expect. No one knew the area that we were going through. No one knew boy, how the people operated there. Um, just yeah, just everything was a completely different rally for us. So uh, some of the areas we rode through actually felt like it was in South America. But then on top of that, it was yeah, we just knew we were in a completely different race and uh, a different country. But like uh, yeah, the, the KDM team, we we try to do as much research as possible to be as prepared as we could be. But um, yeah, like I say, it's like you've just got to have a lot of luck go your way with that race sometimes, and uh, and and try and just piece everything together and and make it all work but uh, it was it was definitely a, a cool experience at the end of the day I, i've raced in uh south america since uh, my first one was 2015 um and yeah like it was it was it was cool to actually be in a different country for it and it was kind of like a new style of race i guess and uh kind of got you excited to go somewhere new somewhere different and uh experience uh, another country so yeah, we, we're, we're there for the next four years now, so uh, we kind of know roughly what we're in for, and basically we'll just yeah go back to the drawing board and start getting ready for 2021. It just it never it never ends, and nothing slows down for us. It's just uh, nonstop thinking about that car racing, and uh, that's about it. Yeah. Well, you know, that being said, uh, you know, what, what's the plans for this year? Obviously, you said getting ready for the 2021 uh, Dakar Rally. I know, uh, obviously, you got the Fink there in Australia. You said you, you own your own truck down there. I know I saw Stadium Super Trucks is coming down there with a with a handful of races as well. I'm sure we might see a stateside. I mean, what's uh, – I'm sure you've got a lot of opportunities popping up uh, in front of you. What's, uh, what's 2020 look like for Toby Price? Yeah, exactly all that pretty much. We've, um, we've got some things lined up, yeah, with uh, – basically doing the world championship uh on two wheels uh we're trying to line up the thing to do think desert race with two wheels as well as as the four wheels uh program we got there uh yeah we do some stadium super truck racing this year in australia um hopefully we can come back and do some more events in the trophy truck stuff here either with jesse jones or uh or robert johnson um uh basically yeah trying basically the plan is to get back to the baja 1000 at the end of the year in november um would be cool to try and either win that race or get back on the podium there again um, after this year or after last year now. But uh, and then basically, yeah, we just try and um, fit in anything else we can kind of fit in along the way. So it's um, plenty of racing on on board and um, yeah, two and four wheels and yeah, we just like to go out and have fun and, and enjoy uh, going at high high rates of speed. So. Uh, We'll, uh, we'll see and uh, assess everything as it's going along. And um, I don't know, I seem, to, I seem to struggle to say no to a lot of things. It's just uh, something gets offered and I'm like, yep, done. We'll sort it out and we'll go for it full gas. And um, yeah, I'd, I'd like to try, try and come over with uh, K&M to do maybe a world championship UTV um, races over here. So we'll, uh, yeah, we'll just we'll, we'll wait and see what we can kind of piece together and um, try and, uh, yeah, just keep myself uh, active and, flying around the world doing uh, doing some mad cool events. 
Yeah, well, and you mentioned, uh, you know, the UTV there and the side-by-sides. And I got to say, you know, I, you know, here I am, a trophy truck guy, kind of racing full-time in, in side-by-sides now. But I know even at Dakar, you know, a couple of years ago, it was kind of an afterthought. Like, that was just a category nobody paid much attention to. Now, I mean, we've got some marquee racers, you know, in there. And it's really kind of coming to the forefront of Dakar where, you know, manufacturers are getting involved, things like that. You've mentioned, you know, doing some side-by-side racing. I know you've got, you know, you do some down in Australia. You're talking about coming here and doing the World Championship. I mean, for a guy like you, you know, that's saying something. I mean, you, you know, you're running, you know, with one of the best programs in the entire world on two wheels. You got some amazing opportunities on four, and here you are talking about going side by side racing, man. How 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 much fun are you having behind the wheel of one? Yeah, look, honestly, it's um for for how much slack they they copped uh oh what basically I'd say three four years ago or five years ago um yeah honestly like it's uh it's kind of it's good cheap not cheap affordable racing but it's a, it's a lot more achievable than what you're trying to run a full-fledged uh, trophy truck side of things with, with a team there. It just uh, the budget pretty much goes ten times as much as what you do you can put into a, a side by side. Like it's 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 as deep as your pocket can go to go and run a side by side. But uh, in 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 any, any way, it's basically it, any seat time helps. And that's like uh, if I can get my seat um, my backside into one of those seats of a, a side by side, I I do it. It's uh, Somewhere along the way, it's going to help uh, refine driving in a trophy truck or whether I go a bit of tarmac racing or I'm um, in, in the stadium super truck stuff. So, uh, yeah, look, it's um, it's only like it's a category fairly new to the Dakar event, but now you're starting to see like Cyril Dupre and everything racing in one this year. And uh, it, it, it's it's crazy. Like I say, it's it's, uh, it's affordable, uh, closer and affordable racing for the, the majority of the people are running around instead of trying to uh, like a multi-million dollar deal to, to try and go and run a, a full-size trophy truck or a or a, uh, a like a Toyota or one of those minis in, in the Dakar race so it's um yeah the, the, that's all it's all really taking off massive and like you say everyone here in America now seems to have one like yeah, everywhere you turn around it's um if someone doesn't have one it's either a, a mate that's got one that they go out and and, and blast down through Glamis and have a, have a bit of fun there and I'm going to find myself at home with Chad and doing one or two rounds. Uh, I can't commit to a full season there just with the, the two-wheel program that I'm doing. But, um, yeah, I, I take my, my Can-Am out to the Think Desert Race and do some pre-running there. And it, they're just a really, really fun toy to have. And, it's um, yeah, it's any, any bit of racing I can get into, I, I go with it full gas. Yeah, well, I got to ask one last question before we let you go, though. I know uh, King of the Hammers coming up. Uh, you know, obviously there's UTVs there. They got King of the Motos coming back. I mean, uh, has there ever been any itch to go and try your hand in the rocks? Uh, don't, I was really, really close to trying to pull the trigger on that and, and going there this weekend. But uh, like I say, I haven't pre- I haven't been home for uh, about four weeks. So I, I, I got home for one day for 24 hours, but uh We've got a lot of things to sort out back home and uh, get on top of. And I was, like I say, I was like 99% close to uh, changing my flight uh, to fly home. So I, I head home on Saturday and um, and get out of here. But, uh, yeah, other than that, I, I was nearly going to stay and just at least go and watch and check the event out to basically try and maybe, like, uh, I'm either going to race or um, see if I could line something up or just maybe their plan for the future to come over and race it. But, uh these things don't match up at the moment. Um, got to get my uh, got to get myself home and sort some things out and go from there. But it's definitely uh, one that I've always wanted to come over and check out. It's just uh, oh, hammers is just everyone talks about it. It's basically like um, a motorhome city um, <laughs> that's out in the middle of nowhere, and it's, uh, it's it's cool just to see that amount of people. Just 
they pull you for off, off-road racing and um, yeah, rock climbing and doing whatever. So it's uh, it's cool to see how big the racing is here. And I love coming over and seeing everyone hook uh, in and go full gas. So uh, we'll hopefully we'll get to that event eventually one year. And you know what? We're going to bring Toby Price back for one more question when we come back uh, from this break here on the General Tire Down and Dirty Show powered by Polaris Razor. Remember in the beginning when you first started to build a life for you and your family? You never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-957-6063. That's 800-957-6063. Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California dedicated to your health, your life, and your sports. As a weekend warrior, you know about sports injuries and pain. Exercise is an important element in keeping your body's core in good shape to minimize sports injuries. But when you are in pain, there is one product that I recommend to my patients, and that is Blue Goo Gel. Blue Goo consists of a proprietary formula developed specifically for the treatment of inflammation and general muscle aches and strains. I recommend Blue Goo for my patients coping with hip and knee pain before surgery, especially bursitis and tendonitis. Give Blue Blue Goo a try. Call 1-888-330-0123 and you'll receive a one-week supply of Blue Goo absolutely free. The makers of Blue Goo are even paying the shipping. The number again is 1-888-330-0123. If you want more information on Blue Goo, visit online at www.dothegoo.com. Now available at select big five stores near you. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I I never wanted to start using. I I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this. But you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Like what you hear? Catch all the back episodes of the Down and Dirty Radio Show on Apple Podcast, and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Welcome back here to the General Tire Down and Dirty Show, powered by Polaris Razor. We got Toby Price on the line, and uh, one more question, Toby. 
Well, and uh, like I said, one more question. Got one more, but uh, that kind of spurred <laughs> me into saying one other thing. But I know, obviously, you and Red Bull have a, a very, very deep relationship, been a huge supporter of your career. Obviously, they've got a big uh, footprint at the Dakar Rally. What's, uh, uh, you got to be pretty excited about this new Red Bull Junior program they've got. I know we've got, uh, you know, Seth Contero, Mitch Guthrie, Blade Hildebrand kind of in that program. But uh, you, you got to be kind of excited about, you know, them kind of investing in some of the young and up-and-coming athletes, you know, and, and giving them a pathway to Dakar because, you know, you and I both know it's very expensive to compete there at a, at a high level, and uh, you know, and, and just the logistics of, of being a part of that event's tough. I mean, you you as an athlete and, and one of the premier Red Bull athletes, got to be really excited about their investment into this kind of junior program they've got. Yeah, for sure. Look, like it's uh, it's it's unreal to see Red Bull um, jumping in on, on board with that and, and really trying to bring uh, some younger drivers through and develop them up into yeah professional drivers for the Dakar racing and. Um, it, it the sport definitely needs it. Like, it's, I'm not saying that uh, Stefan Peter Hansel and uh, Carlos Sainz and all them guys, uh, like, yeah, uh, about to retire and hang their helmet up. Like, those still, those guys have still got some, a few more years in them racing, but um, they are getting towards that age, just getting up there and um, out of the way. I, I definitely, uh, yeah, uh, I'd love to be a part of that, that junior program that's in that, but I'm, I'm still probably a little bit old for it as well. So it's, uh, but it, it, it's cool to see Red Bull really investing into this and. And trying to yeah bring some younger drivers up and uh, and be a part of this uh, Dakar racing. So we uh, yeah hopefully we'll see them guys back over there again uh, next year and, and and going full gas because they 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 had a lot of issues and things going wrong. Um, so like I said that, that that program got put together fairly quickly um, and still the car is very new and under development and uh, they had a lot of, well, I guess a lot of issues this year and. Uh, but they, like I say, it's always showed that they can actually run at the front. They were winning class, uh, winning stages, and showing they can actually do it. So it's um, no, it's amazing to see, and I hope that. Well, Toby, um, yeah. you know. I uh, I appreciate you taking the time, my friend. I know uh, you're you're you know kind of busy uh, getting ready to hop a flight back to back home, but uh, I appreciate you taking the time to call on the show. Good seeing you out here at the 425, man. Always uh, always fun catching up with you, mate. No problem at all. Appreciate it, and thank you very much. We'll uh, hopefully see you guys out here again soon. Man, one of my uh, one of my favorite guests to always have on air, Mr. Toby Price. You know, one of the most accomplished. Uh, accomplished guys ever on a dirt bike in the Dakar Rally. That's saying something, you know, and just an absolute Dakar legend. Now he's uh, kind of slowly starting to transition to four wheels, but uh, never disappoints, always entertaining, and always a ton of fun. So that just about wraps up this week, or not this week, this first hour. we got a whole lot more to come in hour number two, uh, but we've got uh, Dirtfish Rally Report. we got Colin Braun. we got a whole lot more coming at you right here on the General Tire Down and Dirty Show. Powered by Polaris Razor. Like what you hear? Catch all the back episodes of the Down and Dirty Radio Show on Apple Podcast, And be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Welcome back here to uh, the General Tire Down and Dirty Show, powered by Polaris Razor, kicking off hour number two. And, uh, yeah, it is uh, going to be a slam-packed hour number two. We got uh, Power Rankings with Chris Leone. We got my good friend Colin Braun. You know him from the 24 Hours of Daytona, walking away with a another Rolex watch and a big W there at Daytona. So uh, going to be great to uh, catch up with Colin Braun. It's been a couple of years since we've caught up. I think it uh, might have been Long Beach Grand Prix. Uh, no, it was one time since then. 
Um, but uh, Colin, he's uh, he's a class act and a, and a, just a, he's fun to have on air. So thank you guys are going to enjoy that interview. Uh, once again, man, uh, you know, hit me up. It's uh, at Jim Beaver 15 on the, on the social media machine. Uh, I do, uh, I do like to uh, live tweet and, uh, you know, keep up, keep tabs with you guys while I'm uh, on air and uh, hit me up on Instagram, you know? So uh, yeah, that's where we're at down and dirty show.com. We got all the details on King of the hammer. We'll be pumping out a ton of content in regards to that this weekend. And uh, also uh, recapping some of the, uh, you know, this past weekend's action. So make sure and hit that up and uh, check out project action this week over there on iTunes. Uh, Make sure and uh, check that out. I've got this, uh, the director's cut or the producer's cut of that Toby price interview you just heard. So uh, if you think you missed something or uh, you didn't like it chopped up, boom, we're airing it in its entirety on project action on podcast one, make sure and check it out. It's uh it, that show is fun, man. I just had Derek Thieler on there. Uh, you know, he's uh, he's star of the new show Sixty Eight Whiskey on Paramount. Uh, always got a mix of celebrities, athletes, action sports stars, uh, musicians, entertainers. You never know where that show is going to go. Race car drivers. Um, having a ton of fun with it. So check that show out. Subscribe to it over there on iTunes as well as the Down and Dirty Show. Uh, and uh, both shows now on Spotify. So if you're a big Spotify fan, I know a lot of listeners on Spotify were there as well. And uh, we got some big news coming out in regards to this show next week uh, because, uh, you know, about a week from now, things are going to shift and uh, you're still going to be able, be able to hear us online, still on AFN, still on Sports Byline Network. But, yeah, we're picking up another outlet that's going to be carrying the show and it is massive i'm telling you it is huge so you don't want to miss that that's for sure it's going to uh it's going to be a big one that's right big one this one you guys have been asking about for about eight years and it is finally it is finally happening and i couldn't be more thrilled about it so uh yeah just kicking off hour number two here we got power rankings we got colin braun and a whole lot more once again at jim beaver 15 on social media if you got questions for any of our guests or like to chime in on our power rankings and uh, we are going to uh, take a short commercial break and uh, we'll get rolling with things in hour number two right here on the gentle tire down and dirty show powered by polaris razor I'm Polaris rider Jim Beaver. I race trophy trucks professionally, host a down-and-dirty radio show, and also travel the country announcing motorsports events. I've seen it all, and trust me, I've done most of it, so when it comes time to relax on the weekend, nothing is better than taking time with my family in our Razor vehicles. They've got the reliability I need to just pick up and go explore the desert dunes or trail and have the capability to attack even the harshest terrain. If you're looking for some of the most reliable and safest and hands-down most capable off-road machines in the world, look no further than Polaris and their award-winning lineup of Razor vehicles. Whether you want your daughter to experience off-road driving for the first time in a Razor 170 like me, take the entire family out in a Razor XP4 1000 on the weekend, or shred the desert and dunes in the all-new Razor XP 1000 Fox Edition, Polaris has you handled. Take my advice and join me and some of the best drivers in the world by driving a Polaris Razor. Check out the full Polaris Razor lineup at Polaris.com or follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Polaris. Polaris Razor. Life is all about sound. The sound of sports. The sound of the racetrack. And the sound of your vehicle. Don't drive around listening to this. Drive around listening to the sound of performance. Gibson Performance. Gibson Performance Exhaust is the company who can turn this into this. Remember that life is all about sound, and Gibson Exhaust is the sound of performance. Check out your next catback exhaust system, headers, muffler, or UTV exhaust at gibsonperformance.com and get more power and more sound. 
Whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in wet and dry conditions, or a summer performance tire designed with a driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the all-new G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, cruising with a down-and-dirty radio show since 2012. Do you race or are you a weekend warrior? Have you checked on the date on your helmet recently? Don't get caught off guard by using an outdated helmet. Impact Racing, the leader in motorsport safety, has new SA 2015 helmets to fit your budget. Whether you're looking for a helmet with a full carbon fiber shell to take you to victory at the Indy 500 or just looking for some helmets for a weekend at Glamis, Impact Racing has a helmet for you. Find out more information at impactraceproducts.com or on Facebook at Impact Safety. Super ATV is the industry leader in aftermarket UTV and ATV parts and accessories. Super ATV products are designed, engineered, tested, and manufactured right here by Super ATV. Whether you're looking to upgrade your suspension, get stronger axles, or you're looking for a new winch to get you out of a tough spot, Super ATV has what you're looking for. And since we know you're in a hurry, we offer fast, free shipping to the lower 48 states on all orders. Visit SuperATV.com now and get your UTV or ATV dialed in. Like what you hear? Catch all the back episodes of the Down and Dirty Radio Show on Apple Podcast, and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Welcome back to the General Tire Down and Dirty Show, powered by Polaris Razor. I'd like to welcome my next guest, my good friend, and uh, I guess somebody that's uh, probably got a little pep in his step right now, Colin Braun, uh, one of the uh, winners there at the 24 Hours of Daytona. Welcome to the show, buddy. Hey, thanks for having me on, Jim. I really appreciate it, man. Well, you know, it was one of those things I, I laughed because uh, Chris Leone, who works for me and stuff, was like, we got to get Colin on this week. I'm like, you know what? This was like Sunday. I was like, uh, I probably shouldn't text him. I'm like, I'm going to give him a, a little bit of time to rest and get his bearings about him. Well, come to find out you're already back uh, doing driver training and stuff like that. It, there was no rest for the wicked, right? Hey, that's it, man. There was definitely not. I, uh, yeah, won the fortunate enough to win the, the 24 hour race there on, on Sunday. And then uh, drove over to Sebring to do a little coaching in, uh, in some Porsche GT fours Tuesday through uh, this upcoming Sunday. So, you know, quite a, quite a few days in Sebring, but uh, you know, when we love racing and, and being at the racetrack, it's hard to stay away. Yeah. Well, and I want to talk about the Daytona win, but I kind of want to kind of go back here because to me, this was kind of a, a little bit of a crazy off season for you. And, and, not in a bad way. It was just, uh, I mean, you and Core Autosport have been together for years, and and a lot of times when a driver leaves a team, it's because one reason or another. I mean, you guys had a phenomenal relationship. It was just kind of a a business thing where Core is just like, you know, we're going to step away for a while, and uh, you know, but you know, obviously you landed, you know, you landed where you landed. It worked out great, but you know, kind of take us through the off season because that had to have been kind of a weird move because it wasn't like you were not performing on the track or something like that. It was just. It was literally just kind of a, a shift in direction, right? Absolutely. Yeah, it was, um, you know, Core's been a great place for me. I mean, I drove there for for eight years. We won championships and races and, you know, had a lot of fun together racing. And uh, the team owner, John Bennett, who also co-drove with me, decided that uh, he just wanted to take a year off, you know, take a little break from racing, kind of let it sort out and see what the future holds. And so um, he sort of announced that, you know, kind of with a race or so to go in the IMSA season at the end of 2019. And so 
that uh, that left me looking around for my next opportunity. And, you know, it's no secret, I think, in, in the IMSA paddock at the moment, um, you know, this off season there was more teams sort of leaving the paddock than there were coming in. And so quite a lot of drivers flooded the market looking for, for their next uh, opportunities. And, you know, there wasn't the seats to, to give all those guys opportunities. So certainly it was a little bit challenging off season to try to find a place to, to you know, get an opportunity to go and, and drive. And I was fortunate enough to, uh, to land a deal with Dragon Speed, which a lot of uh, folks I think in the U.S. haven't heard of, but they've done a ton of racing in Europe and really experienced um, in these LMP2 cars. And so they were going to do a season of racing here in the U.S. and they needed a driver for, for the long races in, in those events. And so they said, hey, why don't you come and do it? We know you know the tracks well and, and you know, all that stuff. And so kind of a perfect fit at the right time that uh, that got me, you know, back in the seat, which was great. Yeah, well, and, you know, you, you're you kind of, uh, I guess, one of the anomalies. A lot of guys come from other kind of racing and, and they kind of shift gears, uh, you know, kind of at the midpoint in their careers and, and move to sports car racing. I mean, you've kind of, you know, you, you did the NASCAR thing for a while. I know you even uh, dabbled in uh, Global Rallycross for, uh, for a little bit. But, I mean, by and large, you've been kind of a, a career sports car racer. And I guess when something like this happens with Dragon Speed, I mean, you know, I I would say it gives you kind of a leg up on on the rest of the guys just because you've been around and and you know how to develop the cars, you know the tracks. I mean, you know the ins and outs of the series. It's not like you know you're rebooting your career, you know, at the midway point or something. Absolutely, no. You make a great point. I mean, for me, I sort of launched my career sports car racing, went NASCAR racing, as you said, came back to sports car racing, and so. You know, for me, I was really fortunate, um, you know, when the whole economy downturn happened, 08, 09 uh, time frame, that I was able to, you know, uh, go and, and find a way to continue being paid to drive race cars and, and go sports car racing. I was really fortunate to have that opportunity. And so I think for me, um, you know, it was great to land with core kind of right off the bat and have a, have a, have a good long, long run there. But um, you know, throughout that time, obviously, you know, was able to, uh, to impress some people enough that, you know, they said, Hey, this is a guy we should put in our car. And, and then, um, you know, sort of a storybook deal when you get a, kind of a last minute gig like that, and then convert it into winning, you know, arguably one of the, the biggest sports car races in the world. So that was a uh, pretty storybook. Yeah. Well now a multi-time winner, right? I mean, that's, well, you've been a multi-time winner. I mean, that's, I mean, do you ever look back and think, and I look at your career, and I mean, it's nowhere near even, uh, you know, anywhere close to being done, but do you look and go, man, you know, you've accomplished a lot. I mean, you know, to, to win multiple uh, 24 hours of Daytona, man, I mean, there's not many people who can even say they won one. <laughs> well, well, thanks. Yeah, it's definitely been uh, more sad times leaving Daytona than happy times. This year was my 16th race and uh, my third, you know, win, and so you know, there was three times I left super happy and there was 13 times I left <laughs> super bummed out. And so I guess that's part of uh, what keeps you coming back though. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and I gotta, I gotta, I gotta think too, you know, it, it's one of those, you hear a lot of IndyCar drivers who have actually won the Indy 500 talk about that and how you get the first one and then, and then getting the follow-ups. I mean, it, it's just, it makes it so excruciating to go to Indianapolis Motor Speedway because you've tasted what it, what it's like to, to win oh, there. And I, I yeah. and I got to think 24 hours a Daytona is probably very much the same way for you. You, you've tasted victory. So every time you go and, and you get anything less than a win, it's probably got to be just a little bit bitter leaving, you know? Oh, it is tough. You know, I've had a, uh, a handful of podiums there and 
that's even worse because you get close <laughs> enough, you see the other guys getting the watches, you know, and you're just like, man, this is, sucks. I want to win this race so darn bad. And so takes it special, I guess, is a good way to put it. Yeah. What, how do you as a driver approach this? Cause I mean, uh, you know, you've got races like, you know, say a long beach that's, you know, it's, it's a full on just a sprint race, you know, and uh, you know, not a lot of passing, not a lot of time for the race to come to you. And then, you know, you've got something like this where, you know what I mean? It, it, you know, it's a full team of drivers, you know, and you're driving these long stints through the night. You got to get out of the car. You get some point, you got to get back in the car. I mean, you know, how do you as a driver mentally, how do you approach this? Because it's so different uh, you know, than anything else on the calendar? Man, let me tell you, this one was tough and a, and a great question by you, but, you know, just a tough, tough, tough race with how short the, the, the pit stop length time is between pit stops. We're about 35 minutes on a tank of fuel, and then we have to pit for, for more fuel. And so with the number of pit stops we have to make in a 24-hour period, the opportunity to change drivers and all of the different strategy options are just enormous. And so this year we decided to kind of have a really fluid strategy. And that meant that we always had to have a driver in the pits ready to go no matter what. So we could always kind of change strategy and, and make a different move. And so normally I get a lot of sleep in the race because we have a set schedule. We know, Hey, this time is when I'm going to drive then this time I'm going to, I'm going to drive. And you know, that might flex for, 15 or 20 minutes, but you kind of have a really good understanding where this year I got zero sleep because I just had to be up sort of on call the whole time, always ready to run to the pits and jump in the car and, and be ready to go. And so that made it really, really stressful and, and tough. And, you know, with the pace and the lack of yellows and all of the things that made this year, you know, set all the records in terms of number of laps completed in 24 hours and all those kind of things. I mean, it was just maximum flat out, you know, racing with really no breaks under yellow. I mean, it was just, you know, max tongue hanging out the whole time. So made it a pretty grueling race for a 24 hour race. Yeah, well, you know, and I, I didn't really even think about that. You know, I've done a lot of endurance racing in, in off-road, and, you know, the way we do it is, is you know, you, I'll do a six, seven-hour stint in, in Baja or in, you know, Vegas Torino, six hours, and I get out, I hand it over, and then I'm done for the day. It's like, you know, so you can really concentrate <laughs> right. on, you know, you can put all all your energy into that stint and then done. And, you know, and then you have that massive adrenaline dump, and I couldn't even imagine what you have to go through getting back in the car. You know, it's like you have that massive adrenaline dump, and then it's like, all right, how do we, how do we, we're starting all over again. How do we do this? You know, like to me, that, that's just – it's crazy what, what – you know, just what you've got to go through mentally during a race like that. It is tough. You know, you like you say, you get out, you're like, that was a great stint. It went really well, and the team's like, okay, good news. Get a bowl of pasta and a piece of chicken – and come back here in 45 minutes because we're pretty sure you might have to get back in. And so, you know, you've got like this, well, whew, I'm glad I'm done. I can take a small break, but I can't like really switch off and like close my eyes and take a little nap because I'm going to be in the car in 45 minutes. So I better just kind of stay wired up and on. And so that constant, you know, sort of ebb and flow of, of adrenaline is uh, put some wear on you for, for that long time for sure. And we will be back with more with Colin Braun. Trust me, we are just getting started with this interview, but we got to take a short commercial break and then more with Colin Braun here on the General Tire Down and Dirty Show, powered by Polaris Razor. 
I'm going to tell you how you can get real health care for as little as $6 a day. Yes, now you can get affordable health care for you and your family immediately and save as much as 50% off your current monthly health care payments. Our plans are perfect for people that are self-employed, can't afford health benefits where they work, or just want to pay less for their current health care. And coverage is guaranteed regardless of your medical condition. We even offer some of the new Christian faith-based health benefits. Save up to 50% on your family's health care. Make a free quick call now. There are no contracts and we give you a 10-day money-back trial period. Call Provision Enrollment right now for your risk-free guaranteed health insurance quote starting at $6 a day. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. That's 800-472-5145. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But the secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517 Once again, that's 800-932-5517 Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Like what you hear? Catch all the back episodes of the Down and Dirty Radio Show on Apple Podcasts. And be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Welcome back here to the General Tire Down and Dirty Show, powered by Polaris Razor. We're knee-deep midway through this interview with uh, my good friend Colin Braun, 24 hours of Daytona winner uh, this past weekend. And, uh, you know, what a, what a huge accomplishment for my uh, boy Colin Braun to win it multiple times this year with Dragon Speed. Well, I got to ask, you know, talking about Dragon Speed, I mean, you had mentioned before, you know, you know, obviously, you know, sports car racing here in the States and what they've done in Europe. I know, uh, you know, they, they've been doing some IndyCar racing. They've got, uh, you know, they've got they're running an abbreviated schedule this year in the IndyCar series. Um, you know, and, and with everything they've got going in Europe and all this other, I mean, as part of you kind of got the itch, like going, hey, there might be somewhere down the line, maybe an opportunity to do a, a little something different also. 
Yeah, for sure. You know, that's, I think something that, um, you know, we'll have to kind of wait and see what happens, but between their IndyCar program, between what they have going on in Europe, um, they've already announced that, you know, we're trying to get an entry to do Le Mans. And if we do get that entry, I'll be part of that lineup uh, for Le Mans. So a lot of good things in the pipeline working with Dragon Speed. And, you know, I'm hopeful that um, some of that stuff pans out and we're able to, you know, to keep doing more and, and more together. And obviously winning in your first race uh, with the team always helps uh, sort of sort of seal the deal. So I'm, I'm fingers crossed. For yeah. sure. And when you win the first race and it's not just a race, but it's a 24 hours of Daytona. I mean, that's it's kind of about as big as it gets that Lamar, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it couldn't have gone better for sure. Yeah. Couldn't have gone better. Yeah. So, you know, all that being said, man, I mean, I'm just looking down, uh, you know, just looking across things and, uh, um, and I don't know, it's, you know, I know I, I read a stat and, you know, 16 years old was the first time you got behind the wheel of, uh, of one of these cars. And, uh, you know, to me, that's just crazy. I mean, what, talk about the evolution of what you've seen in sports car racing, because not many people can have that many consecutive years and still be as young as you are, you know, behind the wheel of one of these things. Wow. Well, yeah starts to make me feel old man i had to tell people this year that this is my 16th daytona and they people were like that's incredible you look so young and so luckily <laughs> thinking you're 50 I think when or I'm something 50, right? yeah exactly <laughs> hoping that when i'm you know 50 i'll look like i'm 35 and it'll pay off but um yeah it's, it's uh it's crazy to look at the way that we can drive these cars now in these long endurance races i mean you know you've got essentially no limitations on how hard you can drive the car, how much you can use the brakes, how aggressive you can be with the, you know, gearboxes and things like that. I mean, it's just absolutely as hard as you can drive the car for the entire length of the race. And there's no concern for saving the equipment. And, you know, when I was doing it 16 years ago, it wasn't like it was back in, you know, 1960 or something. I mean, it was still, technology was pretty far advanced and cars were pretty far advanced but even in that short 16 years i mean it's just gotten to the point where it's just you know such an incredible achievement from uh, engineering and and reliability and you know parts standpoint that they can produce cars that you guys can just go out and hammer on for 24 hours it's just incredible to me yeah well, and here's a question, you know, and obviously, you know, 24 hours of Daytona has been kind of the big, you know, that, that kind of gets the lion's share of, uh, you know, of, of basically the racing, you know, news cycle. But re- kind of the lead in to that was something even bigger. And I think this is sports car face- racing fans across the world, uh, you know, have been waiting for. But we've got finally kind of a window of convergence between Europe and the United States. I know, uh, you know, IMSA and ACO kind of working together to have this new new car that basically could race on both sides of the pond and be competitive. I mean, what's your take on this? Because especially for a team like Dragon Speed, I mean, this is huge because they've got a footprint, you know, on both continents. Absolutely. No, I think this is fantastic news for sports car racing in the U.S. and in Europe. Um, You know, I think the fans win. I think the drivers win. The teams win. The manufacturers win. I mean, you know, I think to have the one single set of rules, the manufacturers can get behind and know they can take their car to Daytona and go race it. They can take it to Le Mans and go race it. Um, you know, I just think that at this time in, in the cycle of sports car racing and where we're at in the world, 
you know, the, the, the spend of money has to be a good spend and a smart spend and check a lot of boxes for the manufacturers. And if they can go to the, the board and say, hey, we can race these cars in Daytona, we can race these cars in Le Mans, we can hit all these big races, and it's one single car that we can develop and get behind, I think it makes it an easy sell where it becomes much harder. You have to kind of pick where you want to spend the money if the rule sets are different for the U.S. and for, for Le Mans. And so I think this is just a huge win for all parties involved and is going to make the decision to go sports car racing a no-brainer for a lot of these manufacturers. Yeah, well, and that being said, I mean, you know, talking about the manufacturers, do you think, you know, I mean, what's the buzz around, uh, you know, around Daytona? I mean, do you, do you think in the next couple of years we're going to see some manufacturers jump back in that maybe we haven't seen in sports car racing in a while? Just because, like you would said, I mean, this is massive. You can build one car. You can race Daytona. You can race Le Mans. I mean, you know, it's been, uh, you know, I'd have to really pick my brain and, and do a little bit of research because I don't know off the top of my head when the last time that was actually possible. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's incredible. It's such an opportunity, I think, right now. And, you know, I think the big thing that a lot of the manufacturers looked at when they decide to go GT racing is, hey, this is great. This makes sense. The cars look like what we're selling on the street. But the caveat is always we can't win the race overall. And all the manufacturers want to be vying for the overall race win. And so this checks the box of allowing those, you know, manufacturers to put some of their own styling into these prototype cars to be able to then go and win overall in Daytona, overall at Le Mans. And so I think that really, really checks a lot of the boxes for these manufacturers and, you know, puts it at a place where budget-wise it makes sense to go and do. So I think you've got a lot of the old staple sports car manufacturers, you know, Porsches and, and you know, uh, Toyotas and big teams like that that naturally will evolve into probably doing programs like that. But at the same time, I think there's been a lot of new manufacturers to maybe the prototype ranks in recent years that look at jumping in because it just does make sense. And we've known on the U.S. side that a new set of regulations are coming in 2022. And so I think a lot of manufacturers kind of looked at what the next step is going to be in 2022. We'll decide if we're going to get in or not. And I think this just adds fuel to the fire and, and be able to really make a commitment to, to get behind it. Yeah. So all that being said, I mean, we, we're talking 2022, but uh, let's talk 20, 2020. I mean, uh, obviously you said Lamar is a possibility this year, but uh, you know, what, what's up next for you? I know obviously you're doing a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of driver coaching, things like that. When's, uh, when's the next time we're going to see behind the wheel? I mean, obviously we're going to see you in, uh, you know, in the, in the full IMSA series, but uh you know, what, what, what else? I mean, uh, you know, where, you know, where are you headed this year, Colin? Yeah. So I'm going to be doing, uh, again, a, a full season in the GT three series in the U S that was called Pirelli world challenge now called the SRO America series. I'm going to be doing that in a uh, Mercedes GT three car again. So that's going to be a bunch of fun, obviously doing the stuff in IMSA, as you said, hopefully, uh, hopefully Lamar. And then uh, continuing on with, you know, a lot of my driver coaching stuff I do in, in a couple different series. But when you pair all those things together, we're talking, you know, 30-ish weekends a year uh, at the racetrack. So pretty busy and, and loving every minute of it. Yeah. Well, buddy, I appreciate you taking the time to call into the show. Always fun catching up, man. Uh, congratulations on uh, on the victory there at Daytona. Uh, super, super stoked for you. And uh, good luck this year with, uh, you know, you and the entire Dragon Speed team. Hey, thanks a bunch. I appreciate it, Jim. And uh, you have fun <clears throat> kicking some butt on the off-road scene. 
Well, there you have it. A uh, 24 hours of Daytona winner, Colin Braun, multiple times. And it started out at 16 years old racing the 24 hours of Daytona. I mean, most people, that's like a, a pinnacle of their career, right? You, you work up to being good enough to race in the 24 hours of Daytona. Here with Colin Braun, boom, doing it at 16. I think uh, Haley Deegan just did it right, and she was, uh, she was 18. But uh, 16 years old, that's crazy. Uh, it's crazy. And I've said it before, I'll say it again. You know, I'm, I'm kind of managing uh, my good friend Mia Chapman. Uh, she's uh, Red Bull's youngest uh, four-wheel uh, female athlete. Uh, you know, and, and I see what she's doing at such a young age. She's 17. Uh, it's just remarkable what these kids are able to accomplish now. And I say kids, Colin, you know, he's been doing it for 16 years old or since he was 16 for like 16 years. He's in his young 30s now. Right. Um, you know, but uh, it's just remarkable how motorsports has shifted. You know, people used to peak at 35, 40 years old and not saying you still don't peak and you're just not, still not competitive. But what these kids bring talent wise at such a young age. I mean, we're seeing it in off road in, in the UTV division. Uh, you're seeing it in, in Supercross and motocross. You're seeing it in, uh, you know, in, in NASCAR. I mean, look at these kids coming up at 18 years old at racing at such a high high level you know it's it's just absolutely tremendous uh you know what uh what these young kids and this these young talented drivers are are being able to accomplish now and um you know i i'd like to think that colin kind of was a, a big part of that shift um really truly was you know and uh you know always fun having him on i mean uh, just uh a veteran of motorsports, been around the industry for a very long time. He gets it. He understands the ins and outs and, you know, just a world-class driver and, uh, you know, great interview. So big thanks to, uh, to Colin for calling into the show. And, uh, you know, I'm sure we're going to talk more 24 hours of Daytona because uh, in the next segment, uh, we are uh, we're shifting gears. We're going to be doing power rankings with Chris Leone. Obviously, 24 hours of Daytona, the biggest event of the year, or the, the biggest event of the weekend. We also, though, had WRC at Monte Carlo, one of their crown jewel events. Uh, we had Supercross, Triple Crown event there at, uh, at Glendale. We had, on the off-road scene, we had Best of the Desert, Parker 425, Snowcross. X Games. Uh, we even had Snowdrift Rally up there in uh, uh, Michigan. So uh, we we got a lot to dissect in power rankings. And uh, yeah, that uh, that power ranking segment, it's going to come up next uh, here on the show. So uh, I can't wait to hear what you guys think. And I can't wait to hear what uh, Chris Leone thinks of the performances this past weekend. So we're going to take a short commercial break. We come back. Power rankings here on the General Tire Down and Dirty Show powered by Polaris. Razor. Are you over 50? Would you like to get up to 33% more income in retirement? Then call now for this free book, Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers, from a leading financial firm on maximizing your income in retirement. That's right, free. This free book reveals little-known truths about annuities in simple-to-understand terms that will help you make the right choices before buying an annuity. And it's free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report, summarizing the rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. That's right, annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling today. 800-720-5971. 800-720-5971. 800-720-5971. That's 800-720-5971. Producers have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. Increased income is possible using strategies suited to your goals and may require buying multiple annuities and holding them full term. 
Do you love watching sports? Well, how would you like to be able to take your favorite sports with you and watch them anywhere? In your house, on your computer, even on your smartphone for one low price. With National Programming Service, you can. That's right, for one low price, so low we can't publish it, you can take your favorite sports anywhere, anytime with you. And we even give you free installation and free premium movie channels. Don't wait. Call National Programming Service right now. You could be up and running and watching your favorite sports and shows in just a few hours. Remember, call in the next 10 minutes and ask about our special radio offer and learn about free installation. Call right now. 800-470-7113. That's 800-470-7113. Can't get enough of your team? SB Nation's 300-team regional and sports-centric communities are built just for you. Join your fellow fans at SBNation.com for all the best sports news. SBNation.com. Your team, your community. Hi, I'm Lieutenant Commander John Michael Gutierrez from Pleasanton, California, and currently serving at Helicopter Sea Combat Squadron 25. We are operating out of Anderson Air Force Base, Guam, providing the Navy the nation needs. And I want to wish the San Francisco 49ers good luck in the Super Bowl. Go Navy and go Niners! Excuse me, Captain. This is your wake-up call from the new TrackPhone Wireless. Uh, what's that now? What if you had to fly this plane while sitting back in the cabin? I wouldn't have any control. Well, that's what it's like going with some wireless companies. But TrackPhone Wireless gives you control. Hmm. Get unlimited talk and text on America's best 4G LTE network starting at $20 a month, no contract. Plus, unlimited carryover data with active service. That's cool, but how'd you get in my cockpit? This is your wake-up call, people. The new TrackPhone Wireless. Now you're in control. Available at major retailers. See terms and conditions at trackphone.com. You're listening to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. All killer and no filler. Welcome back to the General Tire Down and Dirty Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Jimmy, we're here along with uh, my media director, Chris Leone, who... uh, we're getting ready to do our power ranking segment. I know normally we stretch it into two segments, Chris. Today we are uh, we we're locked into one fourteen-ish minute segment because uh, man, we've had a big show. Uh, Toby Price, uh, we've had uh, Colin Braun, one of the twenty-four hours of Daytona winners. So uh, you and I, we're we're cutting it short in favor of the guest today, buddy. So uh, I, I guess we should get rolling here. But uh, I know. I know you and I both talked about this is a massive weekend in racing. I mean, between X Games, Supercross, Snowcross, Best in the Desert, 24 Hours of Daytona. Um, you know, I think we had some, you know, the Snowdrift Rally. I mean, it was it was massive. Man, Jim, usually we've got like two or three events to talk about, and we end up shooting the breeze for 20-something minutes trying to stretch it out. Now we've got one of the biggest weekends, really, in action motorsports of the year. And we're trying to cram it all into about, like you said, 14 minutes. So, yeah, I mean, there is, there's just not enough time to really cover everything. This is one of those weeks that we could probably do a uh, 10, you know, 10 driver power ranking and have it work out. But it's always fun to cut it to five, you know, because, you know, I would imagine that our lists are probably going to be different. And, although I guess it would really say something for the five drivers who made it, you know, if uh, we had the exact same list. Yeah, for sure. Well, that being said, Chris, because we get we are short on time, let's get rolling here. Uh, who did you have at number five on your list this week? Well, Jim, for number five, we are headed to Glendale. We are headed to uh, State Farm Stadium, Monster Energy Supercross, the first Triple Crown round of the year. 
And I'm going in that 250 West class. Uh, I'm giving it to Austin Forkner. Uh, wasn't able to complete the sweep on the weekend, but, you know, nonetheless, 113 is a uh, pretty good weekend for Triple Crown. You know, manages to get those first place points, just edged out Dylan Ferrandis. And, you know, he really needed it after, uh, you know, just not having the finish that he wanted the previous week. It put him right back in the uh, thick of that championship battle. So a big weekend for Austin Forkner. I've got him at number five. Well, and uh, for my number five, I am, uh, I guess, kind of sticking on two wheels of sorts, but I'm definitely not going to Glendale. I am going not to Aspen, Colorado either. I am actually going to Deadwood, South Dakota. Uh, the Snowcross series was in action there, but I'm not even going to snowcross racing. I'm going to snow bike racing. Yes, snow bike racing, because we had absolutely first i think a global first that i know about um we had her on the show a couple of weeks ago granted she was uh she was competing against a field that uh you know some of the heaviest hitters weren't there but in the national series for snow bike racing jackie reese took a podium in the men's division i think it's the first time that i know of that a female on a dirt bike has actually podiumed at the national level against the men. But uh, I had to tip my cap to my, to my homie, Jackie Reese for, uh, for winding up on the podium and snow bikes there at Deadwood. Yeah, Jim, that's definitely an accomplishment. I mean, like we said, God, how many, how many different places are we trying to synthesize into five names for each of us? You know, it's, it's going to be impossible to hit all of the performances of, of the weekend. I mean, I know that, I, I don't think I even have a rally name on there, which is great <laughs> irony considering the work that both of us, you know, have really done in the sport of rally. But, uh, you know, number four, I am actually, I am headed out to, uh, th- this is going to be an Arizona heavy power ranking list for me. Uh-huh. I am going to Parker and I am going to the Parker 425. I'm going to Kyle Jurgensen, who just seems to be dominating class 6,100 every time he gets behind the wheel, yet another victory. I think his winning streak dates back to about Silver State last May, something like that. Um, it's, I mean, it doesn't matter what truck he gets in. Kyle just seems to, uh, you know, be on the uh, top of the box every time the weekend ends. So I've got him at number four. Well, no doubt, Jurgensen, this kid is a young gun. Um, it's, I, I'm so impressed with him, and I think uh, sky's going to be the limit for him. Um, you know, I didn't have him on my list. For number four, though, I'm actually going sports car racing, not the direction you would think. I'm actually going sports car racing in general because not only is the 24 Hours of Daytona the second biggest sports car race you know, in the world, you know, only second to Le Mans, and I, I think anybody will agree with that, um, but I, it was such a massive weekend. Not only was everybody focused on Daytona, it was a great race, a great event, some, you know, some world-class athletes coming in and, and competing. But news broke that finally we're having a convergence between sports car racing in North America and sports car racing in Europe. Yes, we're having a convergence. So now manufacturers will actually be able to build one car and compete at both Le Mans and the 24 hours of Daytona or in the European circuit and, you know, in the American circuit, IMSA. Uh, it was a massive weekend. I mean, this is people have wanted this forever. I, I don't know. I, I can't even put it into perspective. And I know I chimed in with Colin Braun talking about it. Um, but this, Chris, is just massive, massive news. And I think I know it's not a necessarily a driver, but I have to put that news story on my r- list this week just because of the global magnitude of it. 
Yeah, I mean, it's really about time, isn't it, Jim? Like, you know, it, it's going to lead to some pretty interesting driver lineups because I think one of the things that you see is a lot of drivers who run full-time over here in IMSA, you know, will just kind of moonlight with a team at Le Mans, just, you know, it's totally different and vice versa. Some full-timers in the WEC come to the 24 hours of Daytona, um, you know, moonlight for a team and be able to take the victory. So it's really going to shake up the driver fields too, which is also going to be exciting and interesting. And I will get to one of those drivers later, um, but no, a very exciting time for sports car racing. And I admit that I've never been the biggest sports car guy, but you know, it's a very exciting time for the sport. And, you know, even though even though there are always kind of a lot of changes, you know, in terms of which manufacturers are competing, what's going on there, you know, I think a unified formula moving forward is going to do great things for the sport. Um, number three for me, um, I am getting right back into the desert. Like I said, man, y- your home state is basically the home of my power rankings for this week, which is funny considering just how much was going on over the past week, but. Number three, Parker 425 again, Jason Voss, you know, taking another victory to uh, start the season. And I know that he is fired up to try to get that number one plate back. Uh, You know, I I know that the past maybe year or two hasn't exactly been what they've been used to in terms of success, but you know that Jason Voss is fired up to go win another best in the desert title. So I've got him at number three. Yeah, you know, and the easiest way to put Jason Voss into perspective, and my number three is also Jason Voss, so we're at least a line there, Chris. But he, he's that guy where he comes in; he's very quiet. He, you know, he's not. He may post once every six months to Instagram. Like he's not a flashy guy. He's not a bragger. He's not a anything. He just he shows up. He wheels. He goes home. And he's one of those guys. And and it's interesting because him and McCachron have teamed up at times. But he is. Very much like Rob McCachron. He shows up. He's professional. Anytime he's in the race, you know there's a chance he's going to win. You know, and obviously, like you said, he lost that number one plate. He's hungry to get it back. But, uh, uh, you know, dominating, an absolute dominating effort of the Parker 425, taking nothing away with, from what Arlie Lettner, you know, was he, – he had a good run there. But uh, Voss just uh, – man, I, what more can I say? He's back on top. And I got to tell you, shots fired. Everybody is targeting Jason Voss for the rest of 2020, at least in uh, Best in the Desert. No doubt, Jim. I mean, 25-minute victory, that's, you know, it's just, it's so impressive. And I know that, you know, some stuff happened, obviously, with uh, Lettner in the 70 truck, you know, to kind of prematurely end that battle a little bit, I guess. But, uh, you know, again, still, like you said, shots fired from Jason Boss. My number two, well, you gave it to sports car racing as a whole, but I am going to go to the winners of the 24 Hours of Daytona. I'm going to go to Wayne Taylor Racing, doing it for the second year in a row. But uh, not only that, you know, having a revised driver lineup, obviously, uh, Fernando Alonso not available this time around, uh, you know, so they brought in Scott Dixon and Ryan Briscoe, two former IndyCar teammates, and, you know, they managed to have uh, stellar performance. But, you know, to me, the, the funniest thing about it, and we mentioned those drivers who, you know, are going to be, uh, you know, able to run both Daytona and Le Mans probably for their you know, for the same teams now, Kamui Kobayashi has really become one of the best endurance drivers in the world. Um, And, you know, it was funny to see him just go out kind of for the final stint. And everybody here in the States is like, oh, well, why wouldn't you put Scott Dixon in the car? Scott Dixon's won this event, Scott Dixon, you know, and taking nothing away from Scott Dixon, who has what, five IndyCar titles now, has won the Rolex 24, but 
I mean, when you have a shoe like Kamui Kobayashi in your driver lineup, that is who you go with. Uh, you know, when you're, when you're trying to close it out, they had, they had a fantastic event. I mean, ups and downs, just like any other 24 hour race, but, uh, you know, four driver team, Kobayashi, Dixon, Briscoe, uh, Ranger Vanderzand, you know, it, great weekend for those guys. And, uh, certainly a way to kick off the uh, title chase and trying to dethrone team Penske on a high note. Yeah. Well, and, uh, you know, you kind of uh, took the words right out of my mouth. My number two was uh, Wayne Taylor racing as well. Um, you had mentioned, um, you know, kind of their results. I know that was their third victory in four years. Um, so, you know, absolute dominance there at Daytona. That's, uh, you know, it's super, super impressive for those guys. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know, you, like I said, you, you kind of did the preview for me, Chris, but we're on the same page there with Wayne Taylor racing, you know, outright wins at Daytona. One of the, uh, I guess it's not considered a crown jewel, but I would definitely consider it a crown jewel, at least of North American motorsports. Um, but, uh, you know, probably one of the uh, most, I think it was one of the most 10 influential races in the world, uh, on a pole, but anyways, 24 hour Daytona, three out of the last four years, Wayne Taylor racing. Yep. They're on my list. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's just like you said, it's it's such a prestigious race. I mean, you know, it, it's got to be one of the hardest to win in motorsports. And, you know, that that track, Daytona, it's just there's so much history there. There's so much prestige. But, uh, you know, it really takes a special weekend to dethrone a performance like that and an event like that on my list for number one. And I would imagine that we're probably going to share a number one here Um I, th- I think you're finally going to Glendale, Jim. Is that right? Yeah, I am finally going to Glendale because something magical happened there. We just didn't have a race winner. We had a guy who uh, swept the Triple Crown. First time it's happened in Monster Energy Supercross. Uh, Ken Roxon going uh, three for three. You know, those Triple Crowns, it's basically three main events, kind of using the Monster Energy Cup format. I think Monster Energy Cup, that's only happened maybe twice at the Monster Energy Cup. Correct me if I'm wrong, Chris. I know once, maybe twice. But uh, anyways, it's never happened uh, in any of the Triple Crown events. But Ken Roxon... Uh, He's back. You know, we talked about it. When's Ken going to be back? I think he is officially 100% back. This is a Ken Roxon. We know this is a Ken Roxon. We love to watch ride. Three for three. What a statement at Glendale, Chris. Yeah, Jim. And I mean, you know, it's, it's crazy to me. You think about just how dominant Ken Roxon has been in his career, certainly in the headlines, if not always on the track. I mean, it's to me, it's still amazing that Ken Roxon and Eli Tomac don't have Supercross titles to their name, you know, and that's really kind of a testament to some of the riders who they've had to face off with during their careers. But, you know, Supercross, it's just the past couple of years, you've had champions that maybe weren't necessarily the guys you expected. You had Jason Anderson, get one, you had Cooper Webb, get one, you know, and these guys, Roxon and Tomac, I mean, you know, Tomac is Tomac had the season a few years ago where he had like nine wins and 17 starts, but he still just couldn't catch Jason Anderson. Cons- consistency is the name of the game. And, you know, th- then you look at Roxon and everything that he has done to come back from injury. Now he's got an eight point lead, you know, four re- four events into the championship, which not bad. You know, it's you're never going to you're never going to have like a half a race advantage four events into, you know, a Supercross championship. It's just not the way the point system works. Um, but, I mean, what can you say about Ken Roxon? What Ken Roxon has done so far, it's 
at this point, he is, he is the trendy championship pick. I mean, it's going to take a lot from Eli Tomac to dethrone him or even Justin Barsha, who has done a good job of hanging around, you know, towards the front since that A1 victory. Um, you know, it, but this really does seem to have the workings of a magical year for Ken Roxon. And, you know, it'll, I'm sure it'll be one of the most popular championships in recent memory if he manages to uh, lock it down. Yeah, you know, and uh, I think he's well on his way to doing that, Chris. But uh, we got to take a short commercial break, and I'll be back here to wrap things up on the down, actually, the General Tire Down and Dirty Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-957-6063-800-957-6063-800-957-6063. That's 800-957-6063. Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California dedicated to your health, your life, and your sports. As a weekend warrior, you know about sports injuries and pain. Exercise is an important element in keeping your body's core in good shape to minimize sports injuries. But when you are in pain, there is one product that I recommend to my patients, and that is Blue Goo Gel. Blue Goo consists of a proprietary formula developed specifically for the treatment of inflammation and general muscle aches and strains. I recommend Blue Goo for my patients coping with hip and knee pain before surgery, especially bursitis and tendonitis. Give Blue Goo a try. Call 1-888-330-0123 and you'll receive a one-week supply of Blue Goo absolutely free. The makers of Blue Goo are even paying the shipping. The number again is 1-888-330-0123. If you want more information on Blue Goo, visit online at www.dothegoo.com. Now available at select big five stores near you. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I, I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I, I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I, I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this. But you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Thanks for tuning in to the Down and Dirty Radio Show. Available live online, in syndication on networks across the U.S., and available internationally on the American Forces Network.
And we are back here on the Gentle Tire Down and Dirty Show, powered by Polaris Razor, to close things out on uh, on a blockbuster episode. Toby Price, uh, Colin Braun, power rankings, T Stone to start things off. Man, we uh, we crammed a ton. This is definitely an all killer, no filler episode right here on the show. Uh, I am headed out to King of the Hammers, Hammertown, uh, so expect uh, a lot of content out of there. We'll be uh, recording a live show with uh, Polaris Razor. Uh, obviously, cell services shoddy so we can't uh, actually be live on the internet but we're recording out there we'll drop it uh, uh after the event so look forward to that and uh, i gotta tell you guys uh you know very thankful to be here another what are we eight and a half years in now and continuing to crank um so uh, thank you guys couldn't do it without you listeners thanks to all our listeners at afn and the military uh sports byline who uh tune in across uh the net you know the nation uh all of our online listeners make sure and uh, hit that subscribe button over there on apple Podcasts. check us out on spotify as well well, and uh, all of our amazing partners here, obviously General Tire, Polaris Razor. Uh, we got our good friends at Vision Wheel, Gibson Exhaust, Dirtfish Rally School, um, Rigid Industries back on board this year. Uh, we got our good friends at GSP XTV Axles, uh, iRacing, uh, our good friends there at, uh, yeah, we got so many amazing partners, uh, RacingJunk.com and a whole lot more. So uh, thank you guys uh, for the continued support. Uh, give me a follow at Jim Beaver 15 Check out my shenanigans that are going happen out at king of the hammers uh this week and uh you know i love hearing you know it's a brand new year it's a fresh year uh you know toby price one of those long requested guests so uh you know i and uh you know we brought him to you guys so hit us up with your guest suggestions love to hear from you on social media but uh yeah i gotta sign off and head to hammers we'll see you next week here on the show